with a look at Radio Cayman's 6 o'clock evening news, I'm Dion Anglin. The Cayman Islands reports no new cases of COVID-19 today. The total number of positives in Cayman remains at 193. 60 of those are considered active cases, with 58 people considered asymptomatic. Of those who have tested positive, 132 have fully recovered. The number of people tested in Cayman is now at 18,605. One person remains hospitalized with symptoms relating to COVID-19, and the patient is in stable condition. Dexamethasone, a cheap, widely available steroid, is the latest drug touted by health officials as a possible treatment for COVID-19, with evidence suggesting that it can successfully reduce deaths from the virus by up to one-third in severely ill patients. The chief medical officer, Dr. John Lee, says this is great news. It's great to see in the news that there is a new drug that is proving to be very effective in the treatment of people with severe COVID disease, and it's a very cheap and widely available drug called dexamethasone, which is a steroid drug. It's been shown to reduce deaths by up to a third and has already received emergency approval for use in the United Kingdom and no doubt will get that approval elsewhere as well. Dr. Lee says the drug is available locally and is being considered as part of the COVID-19 treatment regimen. It's a really widely available drug. So, I mean, there should be, I'm doubting there's going to be any supply issues. And also I would imagine that suppliers can ramp it up quite quickly because it's it's used for a number of different conditions. So I would imagine that, that there shouldn't be a supply issue after initial slowdown, but then I think there shouldn't be a supply issue. Dexamethasone is a steroid which is generally used to reduce inflammation, a key cause of death in coronavirus patients as the lungs swell to fight the infection. A reminder from the Health Services Authority about the recall of metformin extended release tablets. Metformin is the most commonly used drug around the world to treat type 2 diabetes, so there will be probably thousands of people on the island using metformin. Chief Medical Officer Dr. John Lee says the recall only applies to the extended release version of the medication and you should contact your physician right away if you are taking it. Health officials say it can be dangerous for some patients to simply stop taking the drug, so speak to your doctor first. The Food and Drug Administration in the U.S. says the issue is related to the detection of an unacceptable level of NDMA in certain lots of the extended release metformin. The Cayman Islands government says Grand Cayman is moving forward, going to suppression level 2 starting this Sunday. Radio Cayman's Felicia Rankin-Salins has the details. Major changes are coming to Grand Cayman as restrictions continue to relax from June 21st. At 4.30 a.m. on Sunday the 21st of June 2020, the hard curfew will come to an end. Persons will no longer be subject to the shelter-in-place requirements or to restrictions on traveling to certain places on certain days based on their surnames. Premier Honorable Alden McLaughlin says he knows the lessened restrictions will be a relief for many. And I know this will be greeted with, um, with a lot of welcome. As of Sunday the 21st, there will no longer be a prohibition on persons visiting each other's homes. This also means that domestic helpers and caregivers will be allowed to return to work. Gatherings of up to 25 people will be allowed in Grand Cayman starting Sunday, but the Premier says it's not time just yet to plan a party. All processions and festive ceremonies, carnivals, parties, dances, concerts will continue to be banned both in Grand Cayman and Cayman Brac, regardless of the number of people involved. 
However, many sorely missed establishments will be back in business. Most establishments and offices, including churches, cinemas, theaters, beauty salons, barbers, spa and masseuse services, and medical and dental offices will be able to fully operate. These establishments are not subject to the social gathering restriction of 25 persons maximum. The Premier reminds the public and all establishments that in all environments outside of our homes and amongst the public, social distancing requirements must be maintained and mask wearing is to be enforced. For Radio K-Man News, I'm Felicia Rankin-Solins. Offices are encouraged, particularly those in financial services sector, to allow as many staff as possible to continue to operate remotely, especially if there are any potential issues with distancing requirements within offices. His Excellency, the Governor Martin Roper, welcomes the significant milestone. Here's Radio Cayman's Shanda Gallego with more. It really is uh, very positive and it's great to welcome uh, that, that set of announcements. And I, and I really do hope that gives everybody a lift on the islands and everybody deserves that for uh, all the cooperation and hard work that's gone into where we are um, today. During Wednesday's COVID-19 briefing, Governor Roper says when it comes to testing, it has been an outstanding success of government's response. And Cayman is now up to third place in the world in terms of tests for the number of people we have. Of course, we're a small territory and that's an advantage, but there are an awful lot of small countries and territories in that list and we're right up there above most of them. So that's very good. But, but the key part of that story is that it gives us the confidence to be able to move to um, suppression level two because we have such a, a large evidence base um, to open up um, safely. Governor Roper says there is still so much uncertainty and complexity out there in the world in dealing with COVID-19. But he says here in Cayman, we at least are in a very positive position with government measures reducing, but the onus is now on each of us. It's individual responsibility. We, we really do have to keep going with social distancing, keep going with basic hygiene and good respiratory behavior and wearing masks um, in public. And, and that was really important um, as we continue to move forward and, and not let our guard down. The border remains the big challenge. But nobody out there has got all the answers to this. Um, but we're watching very closely what others are doing. And there's a lot of work going on to work out how we can safely um, open our borders. So let me just say a big thank you to all of you again for your cooperation in helping get us to um, to this place. Shanda Gallego, Radio Cayman News. The anticipated announcement of an emergency evacuation flight for Indian nationals comes today as a flight has been confirmed to Chennai on July 3rd. Government has arranged for British Airways to fly Indian nationals to London. There will be a plane change and then on to Chennai. The flight is only for Indian nationals. A second flight will be arranged if there is sufficient demand. Details on how to book will be announced in the coming days. Government remain in discussion with BA on two flights to London in August for students and families who need to go to the UK, possibly the first and last week in August. Those details will be released soon. Grand Cayman will soon enter suppression level two with the first changes coming Sunday, June 21st. Recently reopened bars and restaurants will be subject to some amended restrictions. But there are no longer limitations on how many persons may sit at the table, but they must be, continue to maintain their six feet or 
two-meter separation. Some rules remain, such as all customers must be seated in an outdoor or patio area and no person should be seated at an indoor counter. But going forward from the 21st, restaurants and bars will be permitted to operate within the hours they are licensed so to do. Uh, that is within the hours of operation permitted under the liquor licensing law, the Sunday trading law, and or the trade and business licensing law. However, it should be noted that karaoke and dancing are still not permitted at this stage. Servers and house staff must continue to wear masks while serving customers. The COVID-19 pandemic has forced most civil servants to work from home. And when asked if working from home can be a permanent policy for the civil service, given how much impact it would have on factors such as traffic, the Deputy Governor Franz Madison says absolutely. There's always a silver lining in, in, a, in a crisis like this. And we have learned so much about what we can do at home. Uh, it has, you know, some of the transitions has been seamless. Uh, Mr. Manderson says the pandemic has fundamentally changed the way in which we will operate as a civil service and it will make us much better. I never would have believed that that was um, possible but not having someone sitting next to me dealing with all of the various issues that I deal with on a daily basis. Uh, I've seen uh, work permits being processed from home, planning applications being processed um, uh, process from home, all sorts of different applications, naturalization applications. Uh, I've been swearing in new citizens by Zoom. None of those things we would have thought was, was possible uh, a few months ago. Mr. Madison says the civil service will be fully prepared to immediately respond to provide 100% service when the next phase opens. The Cayman Islands Fire Service is being featured in this month's International Firefighter magazine. Radio Cayman's April Cummings has more. The article features interviews with Deputy Chief Fire Officers Brevin Elliott, Roy Charlton and Tina Ebanks, conducted by Phil Martin, editor of UK Fire magazine. The article comes after Mr. Martin's visit to Grand Cayman earlier this year, and he writes of experiencing a clear and positive sense of an organization that knows where it needs to go, along with a clear path to achievement and a genuine desire to be a world-class fire and rescue service. Deputy Governor and Head of the Civil Service, the Honorable Franz Manderson, says the recognition in this way is testament to how far the team has come in the past few years and described it as inspiring. Chief Fire Officer Paul Walker says the CIFS senior leadership team has worked incredibly hard over the past few years to transition the service to world-class status, he notes the Deputy Chief Fire Officers Elliot Charlton and Ebanks did a great job of representing the Cayman Islands Fire Service on a world stage. April Cummings, Radio Cayman News. And the National Gallery will launch its new online exhibition, Art Under Lockdown. The director of the National Gallery, Natalie Urquhart, says this is the first online exhibition that the gallery has created specifically for the virtual environment to provide some positive imagery. We've spent some time in the last three months putting on virtual exhibitions of the gallery exhibitions that you see on site when you come into our space, but we've never done one specifically for the digital realm. We were very aware that in times of crisis and then people being locked at home and not able to connect with family members in the community, that a lot of people are using art and music and creativity as a way of trying to work through this process and sort of as a cathartic way of expressing emotions. So we knew there was a lot of work being created out there and we wanted to 
create an opportunity to bring some of this work together, to provide a platform for the artists to connect and, and share their work with each other, but also to provide an aspiring project that the whole community could enjoy online. A total of 86 artists submitted work in response to NGCI's open call. Mrs. Urquhart says this is why they're calling it a community-wide art exhibition. Normally when we do a call for artists, there's a juried process and you have to go through certain levels to get into the exhibition. But this one, it's anyone that submitted work was accepted for the exhibition. And because of that, it's a very, very wide range of people from students as young as 12 years old, to seniors, to part-time artists and hobbyists, and then some of the big names that we know and love in the Cayman Islands, like Rani Chalette, Nasara Sikou Chalette, Ray Banker, Stoked, who's Mark Lawrenson, who I think we're seeing a lot on Facebook right now, John Broad. So a lot of the, the names that you'd recognize from the National Art Collection alongside students as well. So it really is an enormous uh, scope that made it quite interesting to put together in terms of the curatorial layout. But I think it's really what creates the community spirit of the exhibition that we were trying to capture. Check out the National Gallery website to enjoy the experiment. So it's actually now live online and it's just on the National Gallery website under exhibitions and art under lockdown. We are having a launch event tomorrow evening on the 18th and that is a sort of Zoom um, lecture and social. So it's a bit of an experiment but we're hoping to be able to allow a lot of people to converse and talk about the art and meet some of the artists online as well. So people are interested in joining the actual event, they can give us a call at the National Gallery. Email events with an S at nationalgallery.org.ky for further information about the event tomorrow night or jump online and see the exhibition which is now live in the virtual realm. If you jump on the link for Art Under Lockdown, you can either enjoy the artworks as thumbnails and learn about the label information or you can click on the first image and press play and it will scroll through almost like a video so you can actually enjoy it like an animated film as well. So there's different ways of navigating the exhibition. The featured artworks consequently reflect the many different ways the community has responded to the pandemic from moments of quiet introspection and feelings of isolation and fear to a yearning for nature and the outdoors through to expressions of gratitude, solidarity and social justice. That'll do it for Radio Cayman's Evening News. I'm Dion Anglin.